Hello, welcome to the Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. And now we've uh, definitely got it literally halfway across the world in our uh, podcasting of two different locations. Yeah, it's uh, 9.02 p.m. where I'm at. Um, I gotta actually look, I gotta memorize military time. Was it like 9.02 p.m.? What the fuck is that shit over here, you know? Yeah, well, the military time's not too hard to kind of get down. No, I always, just... always kind of like military time, but nobody else seems to use it except for people in the military and other countries and some things like that. And sometimes in video games you'll see it, but everywhere but America, it seems. So yeah, yeah, and but, England, uh... I think too, because mostly any of those American traditions are mostly it's it's really just an English tradition. Mm. <laughs> you yeah, know. so. I uh, just figured, you know, I've been here about a week, and I'll be honest, I didn't think we'd be able to get an episode in, like a weekend, but, you know, here I am, and I honestly wish I could say, I've been doing this, I've been doing that, I've been doing all these interesting things, but truth is, my wife got COVID, like, immediately when I got here, because she came here earlier, and I'm like, well, it's only a matter of time for I get COVID, and then, like, she was getting better, and I kept on testing myself every morning, like, I think I might get away scot-free, and the day she stopped having COVID, I got COVID. So I'm like, fuck. <laughs> All right, here we are. So I've basically just been indoors for nearly a whole week. There's one day where I went out in the town and took care of some stuff and got kind of cultured and shit. But then, you know, the day after that is when I got the COVID. So here we are. <laughs> All I pictured is because pretty much by the time you left, it was like around Columbus Day, or nowadays they like to call it Indigenous Peoples Day. And all I picture is you show up as like the you know plucky American showing up to Holland, and they're like, "Oh no, no, the Indigenous people have infected this Irish boy, and they have sent him back to our country for the you know." It was a very slow retaliation, but it's been like three hundred and fifty years in the making. This 35-year-old Irish boy. (laughs) They've infected him, and they've sent him back. You know what? They're they're like, for what you did to our people many, 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 many years ago. Here, take out this American boy. (laughs) He's infected with God knows what. (laughs) Release him onto your citizens. (laughs) No, I've just basically been cooped up, and just it's literally been like, I wish, I mean... I'm all caught up on the Disney Plus shows beyond that. Like, all right, yeah, the Mario movie trailer. All right. I talked about that with James, actually. I'm in the middle of editing that. But, yeah, it's just this weird, I mean, people who tune in for the first time, like, what the fuck is this show? But, like, for people who've been keeping up, it's <laughs> well, just... Plus, I don't know what it is. It's something about, like, the room you're sitting in. It's like, it, just, it looks like it's, like, 30 years in the past. It looks like something out of, like, 1985 right there. And you've got a collared <laughs> shirt on just to top it off. I mean, nothing wrong with a collared shirt, but because you have it on, it makes it feel like you've almost, like, went back in time. It's Wrangler, goddammit. It's American. you got to represent. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, um... <laughs> It's uh, we're, we're actually renting a house from some friends of Ava's while they're out of town. So um, just kind of getting situated here and just kind of waiting for this to pass so I can go out. I'm at the point where I don't like feel – I mean I get a little bit of sore throat. I'm at the point where I don't feel super sick. In all honesty, uh-huh. that only lasted like two days, you know, but yeah. it, it lingers around. So I've just been – it's literally been going like kind of – stir crazy i'm not i've literally just been like because you know at some point it's just like you get home from a busy day like all right let me decompress let me put on like a youtube channel i like or or a show or something but that's all you do all day and then like your wife gets home from working and being a productive member of society and she's like okay let's let's watch something like 
Yeah, okay, we'll watch something. <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, that, that's sort of what I've been doing, but, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, it, it turns the other way around, where that becomes, like, sort of your work is the watching of stuff. I'm not even going to call it work. It just starts to become, like, you know, the thing you use to escape and kind of take your mind off shit becomes the thing just constantly reminding you. And, you know, I've been doing a little bit of writing here and there, but even that, though, I mean, I've also been practicing my Dutch, so... But yeah. at the same time, you know, you can only, you know, after a while, it's just like, all right, what's on? I guess I'll just browse for a little while. And I think I should be out of the house by tomorrow or day after. So hopefully it's it's gone by then. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I've been out of the house for like a month and I just feel like I just got like like the worst like onset of allergies from the fall weather and so on. And it's like, God, it just takes forever for them to go away and everything and like everything. Just, yeah, just every day is just one of those ones where it's just like, yep, still there. Okay, you know, you take the little allergy pills. I don't, I don't know what they really do. You know what I mean? They're so tiny, like, well, you know. But, but what can you do when you're bushwhacking and going through all kinds of stuff and God knows what people have in their flower beds and so on? You just never know. You know, sometimes those days, like, God, I could just stay indoors and do all this for a while. I'm like, oh, I could for, like, a few days. But after that, it does just start to, like, fucking drive you crazy. So right now, someone paying me to do some, like, yard work, like, that sounds fucking good. I just got to wait for the visa to come through. Just got to wait for the visa, you know? Yeah, well, it's that kind of thing that, like, I know for myself, like, I mean, like, I, I, I could kind of work indoors for quite a long time. But there is that sort of thing that after a while, it's like, God, you know, like, start getting those kind of, like, computer pains and all that kind of stuff. You're like, I just need to get out and kind of get some blood flowing and get some movement, get some sunshine and all that kind of stuff. That's why I feel like you need the Chinese balance in life of, you know, half indoors, half kind of outdoors, you know what I mean? Or at least half movement, half, uh, you know, non-movement, like computer and all that kind of work. Because you got the mental work of all that kind of stuff, then you get the physical outdoor stuff. If you can find the proper way to balance that, it all works out perfectly. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I even feel kind of like a piece of shit just because I sh- I could probably I could have probably used this time. Which I'll be honest, I think that's it's a combination of just moving, and I'm not gonna lie. There's that thing in my mind I just kind of pushed the back, like don't think about it, just move forward. But then mm-hmm. on top of that, like, I just kind of, like, I, if I was any other situation, I probably would have taken this time to get a lot of writing or a lot of drawing done or something like that or a lot of reading done. But I haven't been doing that. And I think it's because of, like, first off, there's a period of jet lag. Secondly, there's also just that period of just trying to, like, mentally prepare myself for what is the biggest change in my life, which is being mm-hmm. in a country where... English isn't the first language. I mean, it's a very common language. Everyone, just about everyone speaks it. But at the same time, there's also a little bit of this, like, hard to think about, okay, what's a funny line for this scene? In the meantime, I know I should probably be studying, like, my my Dutch, which I have been. But, like, not enough to have an interesting conversation. Just talk about people, like, in the third person. Like, the man ate a sandwich. Like, oh, cool. Yeah. Well, as long as you keep like nameless, keep it on nameless people, what they did or didn't eat, then I probably got that down. Yeah, and that's always a, it's always a tough woman. You know, the farther you get in life, trying to learn another language just becomes, you know, you, you really almost have to sacrifice. You got to like, okay, what what do I have to lose in my brain now so I can learn this new language? Because I really sort of believe that your you know your mind is almost like a computer, and it's got a maximum hard drive capacity. And at some point, you literally can't. You, you have to forget something to learn something new. In a sense, you can keep learning stuff, but something's always going to get slightly erased in the background. 
Um, I think the thing I, I'm sacrificing to make room for all that, because it's been harder to keep up with, is um, power and magic systems from different lores and video games that aren't Pokemon. I, I think I heard I sacrificed the Pokey rap. I got like the the beat, but I cannot do the poker rap. I, I don't. Have you can't that do the whole three and a half minutes of it. No, I mean I don't know if I could have probably like five years ago, but there was a point where I could have. That's is the thing. Yeah, um, see, that's what I mean. I need to like, well, we're looking at your resume here. We see you speak two languages and oh shit, you can you can do the full poker rap like in its entirety. Like, the guy yeah. just like hits like a, a boom. It's a boombox. Let's go, Joltar, Tortor. You passed. All right. All Here's you other guys, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. We don't need you guys. He's like, but you know, I went to school for eight years. Fuck that. You didn't know the pokey rap. Get out of here, you piece of shit. Go back to your applying. mother's house that paid for that school. This is like, here, you're a doctor now. Like, I, I, I was applying to be the guy at the check-in at the front desk. Like, you're a fucking doctor now. You know the bulky rap. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I set the gal. You know, and <laughs> that's just kind of how it is. But that's what I think about when, when I get older and I think about things. Like, that, it's almost like that one where when you're younger, it's that, it's that perfect ideal time to be like, okay, learn as much about the world as possible. Get, you know, you know well-branded or whatever, you know huge at all bring it all in and stuff and then when you get kind of older it's like no 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 streamline this shit like what what do i what do i most need in life that is most important for me okay i gotta focus on that now like there, there's there's not enough time to be trying out all these extra things like we, we gotta focus you know what i mean a lot of just like it's comic books focus on that everything else is secondary i'm not gonna lie when um the first like covid lockdown happened and i was um on leave for a little while um there was that period where, you know, like, I, you said this before. I think, of all things, you said it, like, on our episode where you covered The Wizard, where you said, it's like, as a child, you could almost, like, talk yourself into, you know what, if I went on the road and just hustled people at, like, video games, I could probably get by, and one day, I'd own the Millennium Falcon or whatever. Yeah. You know? Um, not to that level, but a part of me was kind of slowly getting to that, like, at some point, like, back at the first, like covid lockdown because i remember um first time being home like being like because i hated my job at the time i was just so happy to be home and just be working on other things i'm like they're gonna eventually come back to work i gotta figure <laughs> this thing out what's something i can do and somehow i saw an ad for like making your own like customizable like not not like sitting off to a company like make your own handmade action figures and like you know making them look all fancy and classy, like something you'd see like in a, in a kid robot store or Funko or something like that and make a profitable living off of that. I was like, I'm doing that. I could do that. I used to do clay a lot as a child. I could probably do that. And then I made like a set. I made, I made like one or two little sculptures. I'm like this shit's fucking hard. <laughs> well, it's like that thing where you guys, you forget it. like, like, oh, I, but you know, I just need to dedicate like so much more extra time to this and so on. And also really quickly, pull those, uh, pull your microphone a little bit closer. I think it's, yeah. it, cause it's attached to the, the, like your headphones there. But I noticed that when you pull them back, it kind of, uh, made it go oh. a little bit quieter. Yeah, there it is. It's, it's in there somewhere. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. There we go. That's much better. That makes sense. Okay, but uh, but yeah, it's that kind of thing. It, well, it's like so many things in life. It's like that's where I almost feel like now I'm at that point where it's like no, 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 like 
The only thing you can put time into now is comic books because everything you, there's just not enough time left to learn all the other stuff anymore. You know what I mean? It's like there's those many things that I always kind of wish that I knew. Like when I was kids, like you know, coding. I always kind of wish I put more time into coding. I took I took like one like after school class, and I was like, hmm, this isn't movie making. So uh, I'll come back to this some other time. You know, but I feel like in the future, it's like you're kind of like, man, with the power of coding and the power of animation, I could be making all these video games on my own. But missing the coding part. Well, there's also some of the aspects of like. You know, because I, I have a couple of video game softwares, but at the same time, you open the shit up and you're like, they make it look so easy and they show a couple of things where you see a character's being made and then you dropped in there. It's all pixelated. looks like a very well-made Super Nintendo game. I'm like, I think I could probably do that. And then you just get into it. Like, what the fuck is this shit? You know, you're afraid you're going to, like, push the button that makes the computer self-destruct. So I'm like, in time, and in time, you know, busy, you get the shit just pops up. But then, like... I remember, like, it's kind of funny because you say when you, you get a certain age and it just becomes easier to, like, I'm, I'm not a young spry man anymore. I'm not a, I'm not, this is a, this is a young, young man's game. I can't do that. I'm, I'm over 30. You know, I remember when we were, like, in our, it was, it was granted, it, it changed in the course of one night, but there's that period where we were still made a bunch of live action um, movies and shorts and stuff, and we were trying to, get a series going and a friend of ours bailed on us and you're just before he bailed on us you're like, I'm like maybe we should try animation that way it's just the two of us we don't have to rely on anybody else like we're too old for animation we, we got <laughs> we can't we're 23 and 24 what are we gonna do we can't roll that's a that's a younger man's game <laughs> <laughs> Sure enough, well, we eventually did dabble in anima- animation. So. Yeah. Well, it's that sort of thing that you technically can do anything you want. That's the thing is I always believe anybody can do anything they want because I always kind of hate like, you know, I, I know people you know will say this to you as well too, but like, you know, they go like, oh, well, I can't draw, so that's why I can't do this. And I always stop them right there. I stop them. I go, no, no, no. You just haven't put the time into drawing. That's all it takes. Everybody in the world can draw, but it's like you got to put the time into it. It's like anything else in life. It's like you, always, you almost want to just take somebody like that and sit them down like a fucking child and be like, okay, well, what are you good at? You, you didn't just learn that overnight, right? Exactly. You probably put a lot of time into it, a lot of effort, a lot of learning, reading, and so on. You know, there's, you know, everything kind of requires some form of experience. And that's the thing is you can do anything, but at the end of the day, you can't always do everything because there's just only so much time in the day to do so many things. And if you start doing, because I know it's like that happens to me if I get start getting where I got like a lot of projects going where like I feel there's a moment where it feels good. You're like, oh, I'm going to do some videos. I'm going to do the comics. I'm going to do these extra drawings. I'm going to do this kind of stuff. I'm going to attempt a little animation thing there. And then you spread yourself so thin that you're like, wait a second. The main thing I need to be getting done is a new Pizza Boys issue. And I haven't worked on that at all. And I'm working on all these other things. And that's great and all. But at the end of the day, there's only so much time. Let's, let's simplify it back to what we need to be doing. Yeah, yeah, that there, there's that. Uh, to, to go back and not not to challenge your point, but um, there is that thing: give yourself enough time, and you can get X, Y, and Z done, or you can get better at this with practice. There's mm-hmm. also a certain level of because for me, I mean, I'm still gonna draw some comics and get the get certain comics out there just by myself, the way I draw. But yeah. then there's some other ones where I honestly don't believe my style of drawing is going to um, <coughs> what's the word I'm looking for um, complement it as well as I want it to. Now, granted, it's better than getting it out there than never getting it out there. 
But I honestly think they're at some point just like, okay, these two series over here, these one or two series, I can make myself completely myself, just me. But this is a, this is something that requires, if I'm being 100% honest, requires a skill level that I don't have. And sometimes it's just it's it's just kind of realizing, okay, maybe if I just save a little money and put that to the side and hire somebody who can yeah. do that. It, it's a, it's all kind of a give and take, but it's it's also being realistic and not going in. I mean, we we haven't I haven't had it in a while, but I know we've both had that. Hey, man, uh, so you could draw and you could animate, right? Like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. Well, can you just animate and draw my thing? Like, um, can you pay me a little bit? Like, well, I don't have any money, but I mean, yeah. you could, you, you, you're, you're good at this kind of thing, though, right? Like, I, I, I'm better with money, you know. So yeah. it's it's kind of one of those type of things. Like, be at least at least realize it's it's ridiculous to ask somebody to do that. I mean, if you're if they're a younger person and they haven't really had the life experience, I get it. But when someone says, "Hey, man, I need I need to get fucking paid," they realize that and don't try and push back on it you know or i'll pay you when it makes money like it's not gonna make money dude yeah no i, I hate that one where people think their their stuff is like the fucking like golden gem and it's like no 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 no. you know what i mean like that's the kind of thing i feel like that's the, a lot of people have really good ideas but being able to execute them and actually finish them that's that's the hardest thing right there you know and that is the one thing too also is people just they just don't get that like i think they just don't get that like it takes time it's almost like that's the other one too where i feel like once again you gotta sit them down like a child and be like okay what do you do for a living what do you know what i mean you know and you kind of figure out like what their job is and so on like that you know and you go well would you do that for free for like 10 hours a day for let's just say like a month oh no i never would though but you know that's real work, you know. Uh, oh, real work, real work. Then uh, obviously you have no idea how much work goes into drawing then. So you know what I mean? Like, it's that kind of thing there that's just like, no, no, get out of here. If you don't got the money, don't even bother asking somebody else to do the work because it's just like, yeah, you're just being a dick if you're kind of doing that. I remember hearing, like, I don't remember where it was at, but it was some kind of, like, online actual debate. And um, some at one side was why artists should not be as paid as much as they why artists should not be paid and the other guy being why artists should be paid and i think it was one of those things like present your argument like you're you're given the side and now you have to present it so i don't know if this person really believed this but kind of how smug and how like uh like that the person came across and uh, this is why artists should not get paid and this and that so but like I, I was just getting more like, I can't fucking finish this. I'm literally about to fucking look this guy up and become a cyber bully. I, I really can't fucking listen to this shit right now. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's like, there is that one where it's like, there'll be some people that are like, they're bitching about like, they're not getting paid that much. And then it's like, you look at what it is. It's like, oh, well, that's because you expected a half million dollars for this. And then I almost kind of feel like I have no more sympathy for you anymore because it's like, that's like a three month project. And now you're complaining because you're not getting a half million dollars for it. Uh, well, screw you then. I feel like there's kind of like a communist thing, like, because I know that there's a bunch of other people that probably worked 10 times harder and got paid, like, you know, next to nothing. So when you're complaining about like that, I, like, those are the ones there, you know. But, like, yeah, when it is that one where it's just like, no, I feel like it doesn't matter what the real the job is. Like, I feel like it's if you kind of get to that point where you start doing the dick measuring thing of, like, well, this job's more work than this job and so on like that, you know, I feel as long as the team is putting in equal 
effort. I think equal effort's the key thing. You know what I mean? Don't don't nickel and dime who's the best employee and who's like this and so on like that. As long as there's equal effort going in there, I think it should be treated more like a communist system or like split it down the you know the middle and everything like that. Like that's, I remember like in the the Doom book where it has the id software guys when it was just the original like four guys, they just had it like we're all in it together. We're all working working these twelve hour days. You know what I mean? Like. 25, 25, 25, 25. That's just how we split everything. I'm like, cool. I like that system. I, I think that always just seems pretty smart and everything like that. So when you get some of those guys like, well, you know, I had the idea, so I think I should get 80%, and then you guys split the 20. Steve Jobs? <laughs> yeah, or Steve Jobs, like, you know, I sat in the corner, you know, and, you know, farted a couple Fuck times. Someone else's and, girlfriend. Yeah. Like, smoked pot. Didn't yeah, bathe for pot. a month and came back. Like, it's not fucking done yet? Let, let, left Atari for a three-month hiatus so I could go to India. <laughs> you know, I did all this stuff, and then when time I got back, Steve Jobs was done, so all I did was I just called up one guy that I met, you know, down at the fucking glory hole, and uh, he got us all hooked up with some funding and called it a day. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is? It was once. Like, I mean, I'm like, I, I kind of like... I'm not saying that Steve Jobs didn't do anything. I mean, I know we just kind of joke about like there, but at the same time, it's that kind of thing that's like... No, I feel like Steve Wozniak put all the fucking man hours into that machine. Now, granted, Steve Wozniak, if he was by himself, might not be going out and trying to find all that big money to kind of get it to sell really big. Of course, he probably would have just shared it with his buddies, and you know they just would have hung out in San Jose and just you know messed around with the computer clubs. But still, at the end of the day, though, get, like when, they get, when there's the one guy who puts ninety percent work in compared to the guy doing the ten percent. Well, I'm not, I don't want to totally discredit him. It's just so hard to like Steve Jobs. And it's the thing <laughs> yeah. is, it's just like, uh, I know that he probably, like, not a lot of people could do that job. At the same time, I honestly feel like, I mean, and I don't want to, like, discredit people for a hypothetical person who history never knew about. But I honestly feel like if he didn't do it, someone else would have beat him to it. Maybe it wouldn't be the exact same thing. Maybe it wouldn't have got there exactly as quick. But at the same time, I honestly think the idea, like, he changed the game. He did change the game. But probably give it another two or three years, someone else, or even that maybe that same year, someone else may have changed the game. And it's one of those things. So I'm not trying to discredit him by crediting a hypothetical person that history doesn't (laughs) know about. At the exact yeah. same time, it's hard for me to have a lot of respect for somebody who shows up in a stupid, douchey fucking turtleneck and being kind of like, it's me, my shit that I told other people to make, huzzah. Yeah. And then like the second it doesn't work, he's just like on stage, like fucking throws the things, looking off stage at somebody he's going to totally like skull fuck later, you know, and then like <laughs> literally and then he just has this whole thing like think different. Be different, yet you can't mod or change any of our shit. But <laughs> yeah. be different. And oh, by the way, like even though I'm having all these pictures of fucking Gandhi and John Lennon, at the end of the day, you still have all these fucking children slaving away in factories <laughs> in China for this shit. So it's like one of those things, like, don't get me wrong, I know that every company has shady shit like that, but the idea of like, yeah. we are so ahead of the times, like, get, get, stop patting yourself on the back, douchebag, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing. It's like, and I really like Steve Wozniak. Every single time, there's always like a book that talks about Steve Wozniak. He seems like he's the greatest guy in the world. Like the guy that you totally would want to hang out with. You know what I mean? Seems like he's just a cool guy in the computers, in the video games, all this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Just really into that technology thing there. 
And I do think it is like many other things. Like I think with everything in life, like there's no such thing as like, oh, it's just like this is the only person that could have ever done this or that. I, no, I, I always think there's there's literally like 10,000 other people that could have probably done it. They just happen to be the first one through the doors, you know. And it's almost even like in acting. You know, like when people say that, like, oh, there's no other actor that could have played that part. I'm like, yeah, fucking right. There's 10,000 other actors that could have played that part. And who knows? There's some people that could have played it almost better or just different and so on like that. Like, there's never just one person. Like maybe if the maybe if the role was like a three legged man with like three mouths and there's just one person on the planet maybe in that <laughs> yeah. case yeah all right but beyond that yeah, other than that oh CG you know so yeah I mean I don't know Johnny Depp may be able to pull that off with some prosthetics <laughs> <laughs> you know but, it's just one of those ones that I think that like I think that's one thing is you I feel like there's so many great ideas that's what I mean is I think ideas tons of great ideas that's what I think I think a lot of people have really good ideas but the thing is is I think one of the most important things is being able to go go from A to Z with that idea. You know, and I think that's almost like kind of because I know a lot of people always get that thing where they get kind of stopped. Like, oh, well, this guy's better than me and this person's better than me and not, maybe not as good as this other one over here. But then you kind of go like, well, well, here's the thing. Those three other people that you think are better than you, I bet you they can't finish a project, though. That's the one thing they might not be able to be, you know, as good at. You know, they're, they're going to get distracted by something else. They'll, they'll start something, but, you know, maybe that's as far as they get. But being able to finish something. I think is almost more important at the end of the day than almost any other skill. Yeah, that is probably the hardest part of it, rather than the actual, like, well, the editing here. What was the hardest part of it? Finishing it, you know? Because, yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I've been I've been, I've been making this same book for a while now, and one day it will be finished. But there's also that thing that just drives me crazy, though, when people feel the need, like, they just need that motivational bo- boost. I'm just going to insert myself into it and, like, <laughs> What do we got to do to get this thing done? Like, there's no fucking we here. If this thing never becomes, comes out because of me, then that's my fault. But make moment no yeah. mistake. There's no fucking we. But, but if, if it's going down, I'm taking it. I want to be the captain taking it down. I don't want you driving my ship into, like, an iceberg. No, it's going to be me. It's going to be, like, me, like, <laughs> booting you off my, my Titanic and going into the iceberg myself. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. Well, yeah. There's always that kind of thing. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with teamwork because I, I almost kind of miss the days of like having a, we had like the teamwork and so on like that. Because they're, they're, once you start solo projecting it for a while, especially I just always think about Pizza Boys. Like I remember there was a time where I remember just like it just everybody kind of moved away, so I didn't really see people other than you like you on a podcast. But it's not the same as like in person. And it's like I'm writing a story about a bunch of friends hanging out together. You look left. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody around me. Like I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Well, that, now I can relate to. I mean, I mean, I've. I mean, not to sound all like too like um, too therapisty, but um, or like patient therapist, however you want to make it. For a while, when I first moved to San Francisco, I had some friends in San Francisco, and I had some people I you know hung out with. But then, after a while, this person dropped off. That person dropped off. This person moved. That person got moved to the other side of the bay or whatever, and then my group, my circle of like, you know, about 20 people I kind of hung out with have all dwindled down to like one or two. And those people are pretty busy themselves. And for, for a while, it was just kind of you and James through yeah. podcast. It's, it's <laughs> like, here's time to be sociable for, oh, two hours, like once, yeah. or, once or twice a week. And then I met Ava. But since then, it has been like, so now it's just like, well, let's really test that out and go to a country where I know nobody <laughs> other than her family. So yeah, exactly. Pull your microphones a little bit closer together. Sorry. Oh, I'm just, sorry. It, it's I'm weird, but it, it, I'm not used to these kind of microphones. Is that better? Yeah, that's better. And then, I, I, 
hate to sort of say, well, watch too much movement because it does have a little bit of scratchy sound, but I apologize. whatever. It, it, it's good enough for the moment, at least. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm recording on my end over here, so if you want to use that, but we could edit this part out maybe. But anyway, um, yeah, well, I'm, I'll, I'll forget where it's at, but that, that's the, that's there for the live stream audience to so see Ryan adjusting his microphone. <laughs> but um, that's what you gotta do sometimes, you know, when you're out in, in the gorilla field of recording, you use what you got. Can't just rely on having the best, you know, microphones all around, you know what I mean? Especially when you're in a foreign country and you can't trust their doodangs and dongles and all that stuff. You got a Metal Gear Solid 3 it. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's something I was going to say. Uh, and and d- d- to go back to the teamwork thing, not to make it about that, but um, there was... Uh, I like the idea of teamwork and work with people. So don't take it as me being kind of like, it's my thing, nobody else <laughs> could be in my thing. But it, it's more of like, because people have a tendency to like... I, some, it comes from a good place, but I've had friends, like um, a friend particularly want to like insert themselves into this thing that I'm doing and keep on saying, so where's that book? I'm like, um, well, let's see. I am paying my rent and insurance and cell phone bill and have a job and I got a wife. So it's been like a little busy. I haven't had a chance to get the book done yet. Granted it should have been done a while ago. Well, we, what we got to do to get that book done? Like there's no fucking we, you know, that, that that's the thing to kind of like, it's not like, teamwork can't happen and sometimes people do need to admit i need i need help and but at the ex- exact same time there's also a level of like people just sometimes gotta let it kind of if it never happens it never happens you know but other, other than that like just the idea of someone trying to insert like well what do we got to do here to get this thing done like there is no fucking we <laughs> well so one thing i kind of hate too is like it's almost like I hate to sort of say it, if someone doesn't actually have an actual solution, be like, okay, here you go. Have at it. Here's pages 20 through 36. Go at it. Draw it. Oh, wait, you can't draw? Well, never mind. Sorry. I I guess uh, I don't know what you're going to do to help me, to tell you the truth. (laughs) You know (laughs) what I mean? Like, it's one of those ones, like, what's someone going to do? Unless it's, like, another artist trying to really tell you, like, hey, you know, I'll I'll come in and I'll help you draw out some pages. Well, you got a flashback section, then the art can look different. It's going to be okay. You know, something like that. (laughs) That would be the understandable one. Or maybe, like, hey, I've been working on lettering. I'm like, you know, do you mind if I give it a shot here? So, you know what I mean? Like, you need somebody who actually has the the actual skills. I think that's the only thing about comic books. You can't just, like, walk into it you know i'll say like a movie you could almost walk a little bit more into i mean there's still i'm not saying there's not crap tons of stuff to learn for movies but like there's always something you could kind of find for anybody to kind of do in a movie set you know what i mean shit mm-hmm. you know you can hold the microphone if anything you know what i mean here you can hold these lights over here i mean that's you'll you after about a couple of days you'll get kind of used to all that stuff and uh you'll be you'll be good at it but you know something like a comic book's like well come back to me in a year you know of hard bill and ted training and I think that, that then you might be ready. Something kind of like that, yeah. Sorry, this episode probably got a little too personal for people. Like, <laughs> okay, you guys have just hadn't. Been, there's been no episode for like this many weeks, and suddenly you're just like talking about like being vague about people like that are annoying you lately about this or that. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those ones. But you know, that, that's the thing. It's like sometimes it's, it's there is something to be like, hey, some things are just a solo crusade. It's that kind of thing when someone wants to help you. And there's so many jobs that I always call them. It's like a one-man job. Like, no matter what, like, it, it's it's nice that someone wants to help, but, like, sometimes it's like once, once there's nothing you can kind of do. You know, you you know what I mean? You, you can hand me this tool maybe, but other than that, though, it's, it's there's, you know, extra set of hands isn't going to, you know, cut it here. But then there's other things where it's, like, it's great to have somebody else, and it makes a big difference, you know what I mean? And that kind of stuff, but, you know. 
there is that thing, as I said, like you get to a certain point in life where you're just like just by yourself and it's just like, oh, writing stories about, you know, friends hanging out and stuff. And, uh, well, there's no, nobody around to hang out with me now, I guess. So, uh, I guess, I'll, I guess I'll, 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 I'll play a game online with nobody I know. <laughs> Before, I don't feel like uh, I relate to any of these people. <laughs> It wasn't right away, but it was like before. It was like maybe a few weeks before my wedding. Um, we, we we lived in Guerneville at the time, and uh, my wife and I like I I am what's his name um, Charles Schultz lived in like his later years. He lived in Santa Rosa, and there's actually yeah, a Charles he- Schultz Museum over there, and. You know, I always liked the Peanut Gallery and Charlie Brown, but I I never really looked a whole lot into it. I just I, I just liked it and I enjoyed it for yeah. the simplicity. Going to the Charles Schultz Museum because you saying that whole thing. I mean, it's not exactly the thing about like I look around. There's no friends. There's nobody there to hang out with. But I'm like, it's kind of giving me chills. I'm not not. It's kind of giving me. It sounds like some shit Charles Schultz was sort of going through. Not saying like you're the next Charles Schultz, but I mean there is. He did pull from his own life and Snoopy. There, he did have a dog named Snoop or something like that. And um, it was literally. It went from being this thing, kind of like this guy that like, oh yeah, I know of Charles Schultz and oh yeah, I like the peanut gallery, but it went after going to this museum and grand, this is what a museum's supposed to do. It's, there's never going to be, you're never going to go there. Like, well, he was, he was all right. It was, he, he was this guy with high anxiety. People like kind of scoffed at the idea of being a cartoonist to him. And he was a guy, he went through world war two and came back alive and still had like high anxiety and was stressed out about everything and had depression and all that, but still plowed through and with very easy, minimal like com- like comics, created one of, a couple of the most recognizable characters in in culture. So the idea that like that guy pulled that off, it's like such like creative energy, creative fuel. You know, just walking around like this guy was a bad motherfucker. You know, like mm-hmm. he had all this going against him, and he still made all this. And it didn't come from like, and it was very humble beginnings too. It wasn't like you know like. I got like a million dollar loan from my dad or whatever. Or it's like, you know, you hear about like, oh my God, look at what Jeff Bezos did. He took a small loan and like, he came from a wealthy fucking family. Same with Elon yeah. Musk, all right? You know, like, and I know it's different industries, but at the same time, you know, you hear these stories about people who came from nothing, who built it all up themselves. I'm like, no, this guy really did build it all up himself. Yeah, no, I, well, that's, I, I always like that kind of stuff, too, and Peanuts in general is one of those ones, like, I always felt like, in, like, the early days of, like, when kind of getting into drawing and all that stuff, that was, like, one of my kind of go-to ones, I'm like, the simplicity of it is that's the perfect thing, it's just the artwork, the style, the stories, everything about that, like, that's kind of the way to go, and I even, the, speaking of even, like, depressing ones, I remember there, there's one Charlie Brown one that always stands out to me where it's, like, it's a four-panel comic one, and it's Charlie Brown sitting outside on the curb, and it's raining, and then the next panel goes, and it's still raining. He's looking up at it and so on like that. Third one's raining. He has his hands down like this. And then the fourth one, he has his head, like, all the way down. And it goes, why does it, why does it only rain on the lonely? <laughs> 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 you know, it's just like, like, is that supposed to be the laugh part? I mean, I just, it's, it's one of those ones that's funny because of, like, how, like, Jesus Christ. It's like, you know, I feel like most people be like, Dude, are you doing okay? <laughs> like I saw that one in the in the Sunday paper last week. Jesus, 
That's had to happen. Like, he probably had to get a couple of phone calls or telegrams. Like, Charles, stop. Are you doing okay? Stop. Stop. <laughs> Put the gun stop down. Being a stop. Bitch. Stop. <laughs> Remember <laughs> the war. Stop. How fun it was. Well, we thought it was fun. You, you, you looked kind of, you kind of, you were kind of shaking a bit. Yeah. I've t- you know, the roller coasters, they are scary, but, you know. <laughs> it's like that, like, South Park episode where, like, um... They go to Vietnam. You know, yeah, it's, just, it's all, like, the theme parks and the water slides and all that stuff. <laughs> they said they are going to get us the log ride, but they... It never came. It never came. Like, Nam was hell at all of us, man. <laughs> But yeah, but you know, it is that kind of thing. Like all, all those kind of things like that are all pretty neat. And that's always a museum. That's a museum I should go to. I haven't been to, the, been to that one. I've seen like there was the, um, what's the other guy? The far side guy. They used to have a museum in San Francisco that had his section in there. It probably was that regular San Francisco one. They just had a, a part that had him in there. Larson. Gary Larson, maybe. I think his name. The guy who has all the far side stuff. Uh, the, the Charles Schultz one, I'm going to recommend it. If anyone's in Santa Rosa, fuck the wineries. Just go to the Charles Schultz Museum. Yeah, the... the yeah, because that's the way they about that that area. There's not. It's like one of the sections of California that has like almost the least amount of deal. If you're into comic books, movies, and like all that stuff, it's like because I remember that was yeah. it was like that one time that we had like your birthday. And we're like we're, we're gonna go to fucking um what the hell's that town called Napa. Um, Napa. Just like why I don't know something to do different that we don't go. And then we go there and just like you look up. It's like shit. There's stuff in here. Well, let, let's drive like an hour out to go find some comic book stores. Yeah, so no, got, I mean, got, got a couple of, you know, restaurants that were kind of good, but, you know, that though, it's like, oh, there's nothing here. To be we, fair, we were not, after living there um, for two years, it, it was better as it went on. It was more of just kind of a nice, kind of chill area. We, we lived, I lived in Guerneville, so it wasn't exactly Santa Rosa. Because Santa Rosa, I mean, there, there's some cool stuff out there. You look, you know where to look. Oh, well, yeah, it's like there anywhere. You, cool look, shit, you look hard but, enough, yeah. But, I mean, if you're not into wine, there's not a whole lot to do in Napa for a while, you know. But there's there's other places around there, other towns, good, good places for hiking and whatnot. But, um, yeah, no, that that Charles Schultz Museum, it's it's great for, like, if you need some, like, creative fuel or something like that or some inspiration. I mean, just, and there's, like, even, like, quotes on the wall during, like, a certain section of, like, you know, just different um, – prominent like figures and in different medium and even had a a line from denny o'neill on there and it said um it said something kind of like um like i've seen like i've seen amazing artists work with um he's probably referring to he's probably referring to um to um neil adams but he says like i've seen people draw like you know amazing artwork with lots of detail and lots of all this but the simplicity of all his characters, the couple of lines, what he's able to get across, and how much it's able to mean is even almost a bigger feat. Yeah, there, was, there always is that kind of. Well, that, as I said, that's like almost like the I'm most butchering it, of course, but important thing to take away from just generally like comics in general is that like literally anything can work. Like the only thing that has to matter in any form of comic is does it at least make sense? If it makes sense, that's all you have to do. Nothing else matters. Doesn't matter how good the artwork is. Doesn't matter how like the placements is. As long as it makes sense, that's the only thing. Because I feel like if you if you mess up on the part where like people have no idea what the hell is going on, then then you messed up. Doesn't matter like if everything else is good, but if it doesn't make any sense. But as long as it makes sense, that that's the only thing. Everything else can be like its own thing. 
And it's, you know, art's almost gets that kind of thing. Like, I mean, I think about it, how many times you buy a comic book that has, like, you'll buy it with just because it has more unique artwork, even if it's not nearly as good artwork, you know? I usually prefer that more often than not, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I like things to look like it, it looks like its own thing. It looks like it, like, hey, this is coming straight from the creator, and this is kind of like its own unique story. Yeah. And, and to be fair, that is something, like, usually to go back on what I was saying, um, that is something like a, if it's drawn by the creator, whether it's good, whether it looks great or not, it looks a little bit more raw and looks like something that this person – like they didn't just hire somebody. I know I was talking about hiring somebody to make <laughs> a particular book over here, but that's for a very particular kind of style that I'm trying to emulate. But there's all the other things where it's just like if it is just drawn by the writer, there is something that kind of stands out a it you know maybe it's it's kind of like a a scratchy bob dylan song kind of thing or like a, yeah like one of the or a first misfits album like the audio quality's not that good but there's something about it that just has that raw charm yes exactly you know and it's one of those ones like that it's like that's why i, I will actually kind of prefer almost a solo creator's full-on work over just about anything else because I feel like it doesn't get as diluted. And it's not saying there's not there's a time and place for a team and everything like that, but when you get like the solo person's vision, something so much more nicer about that. And I think that's also like why a lot of times I even like I'll prefer even like the mangas over the animes because I feel like I'm getting like generally a straightforward one. Even though I, I really do believe in mangas that there's there's a couple of extra artists in there that don't get that, that are like not credited. I, I think that about all these ones. I'm like, there's gotta be some assistance. It's Japan. There's you know what I mean? There's like one of those things. But beyond that though, the the core is still a singular guy or gal's vision. Well, Japan is also like as much as they like let um how do I put it? I'm no expert, but I've just I've had the time to look at a lot of fucking videos lately. And unfortunately, Japan is almost like at least the Japanese anime uh, anime slash manga industry is one of the worst of like underappreciating artists and animators because so many people like bust their ass to get like a comic done and, and to get into Shonen Jump and so many just don't make the cut and so get dropped so quickly and swiped aside just because it didn't sell this much or didn't get this much fan cry. They didn't, it didn't, it didn't like pop up. It, was, it wasn't One Piece. It wasn't Death Note. It wasn't Dragon Ball. It wasn't whatever. Yeah. So it so quickly gets, they gets like, you know, pushed to the wayside. And then um, on to the next thing. Like, okay, does it have a, uh, does it have a waifu? Does it have a character that is very boring that anybody reading can like, insert themselves as and think of themselves as cool all right that's our target demographic just fucking get it going but it's kind of fucking bullshit yeah but it's gonna fucking sell so fucking do it you know and like there is like i want to say a um maybe a mother's basement video but somebody was talking about like a um like a meeting like a like a manga like a manga artist was having a meeting with like one of the big ones shown in or something like that and they said, like, he's like, here's my comic idea. And it was a comic that took off and did really good. But the first thing he asked, okay, do you have any cute girls? Is Why is the main character over the age of 20? You know, we need to keep it, like, within this realm over here. Like, but I think they could take off. And I don't remember which one it was. And it was something that was successful. But it was also something that it was, like, a real uphill battle to just give a chance to, you know? So and that, that, you hear that story a million times. Like, the, the studio exec doesn't get it, but everyone else does, you know? 
Yeah. And I mean, I, I will say, like, I get it. If it's someone's business, like, obviously they're running a business there. They're doing their thing. If you totally want your own full control, you should do it yourself. I, I kind of hate to say it. When you take it to somebody else, you got to be like, hey, someone else is going to might want to change it. That's just going to be what happens when you ask for other people's money. You know, if it's all in your own control, then you, you do what you want. And I think that's always the thing there. But once it kind of goes, like, once there's somebody else's money there, not everybody's going to let you just play with their money freely. You know what I mean? Because let, let's be honest, you might think you have a great idea, but what if it was just a, one of just, they put a lot of advertising into and put all this money in there. And it's like, it's just the revenues just did not come back. And it's just one of those ones. It's like movie companies. It only takes a couple of bad movies for an entire movie company to go under. Like, or at least more back in the day. Nowadays, they're, they're giant conglomerates. But, like, in the olden days, if, like, they had two bum movies in a row, like, in, like, the 70s, like, that could be it for you. Like, you're not coming back from that sometimes. Like, that, that, that was all your money, and now you're like, shit. You know? So I do kind of get it from the producer standards where they're kind of coming from. You know, they're, they're, they're playing it safe, and I get that. And that's sort of where you got to kind of think about it, is, like, I do think that especially this day and age, like, you know, a lot of those guys, you know, they could probably jump ship nowadays. Like, hey, if you wanted to do more like what you really wanted to do, like a lot of those manga guys could probably jump ship from like the big companies. They already got an established name anyways and just utilize that as a full kind of independent kind of thing, you know. Yeah, like I, I, I get that. But I mean more on the aspect of what, what I was meaning is like, yeah, because there is a point at the end of the day it is like you're trying to it's, – it's a business. So I, I do understand yeah. that aspect. But then at the exact same time – there is so much like cynical, just following like so much isekai type bullshit that it, it, it's hard to distinguish it all from the other. And it's just like, oh, well, you know, they all just have the same tropes and same type of characters and whatnot. And there, there can be comfort in, in the, in the, um, recognizable, but at the exact same time, you, a lot of these people aren't paid a whole lot in the first place so it gets frustrating when you hear like how much money. I, mean, I guess this is also a different topic to a certain extent, but how mm. much people like you know manga artists and um, manga artists and animation artists are abused and underpaid there. But how much those properties make and how the studios like it's, it's just the way it is. What do you want us to do? It's just the way it is. Like <laughs> fuck you. You you act, and like they act like hey man, this isn't. Let's be honest. It's not a real job. You're drawing car- cartoon characters. It's not a real fucking job. Like, all right, then why the fuck yeah. are you paying me? Why the fuck are you yeah, paying well, me to do well, this? Yeah, exactly. Well, see, and that's where, like, I, I personally, when, when it comes to business, I believe in a more of a communist system. I think everybody should be, if, if you're all kind of working for the same goal, you guys should all be, like, in the same page. You know what I mean? Or at least the core members, for sure, should be. You know I mean? It's one thing, if, like, if you're just starting off, it's not like one of those ones, but... For everybody else, it's like if you're kind of in there and you're kind of you know driving this huge ship and everything like that, and you're the one, it's the reason why it's popular and everything like that because you wrote it, you drew it, all that good stuff. Then I feel like yeah, it should be kind of like that too. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. I get it. There, there's always those other expenses that like sometimes people don't think. It's like, well, it's my comic book, so I want like 75 percent of it. Be like, yeah, but you know, guess what? 30 percent of the profit goes into like advertising, and another 30 percent goes into printing, and so on like that. So there isn't that much I can give you, you know, for some of those ones. You know, there there is that sort of certain thing that there there is all those you know trickled out costs, you know, that kind of you know have to go on. But it is that sort of thing that like, yeah, you get paid a certain amount. But then there is the one, too, if you are kind of writing for somebody else's characters and you are sort of doing that and you kind of come in as, like, the hired gun, then sometimes I kind of feel like, well, then you don't really have as much kind of power. It's sort of that one. That's more of an American thing because, you know, it seems like once the main artist goes away and, like, a Japanese one that's, like, the series generally is done. 
well, you always kind of need something because now Image Comics, I don't care what they say, they're not really that, they're not independent. No, but, that, I mean, that, that, that's my biggest thing. I hate when I hear people go like, oh, I like independent comics, I like Image. I'm like, no, no. Image, look at the names on the books. It's like, it's the biggest guys in comics. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's a different place. It's like an alternative comic. Yeah, I guess you could kind of call it that, but it's not independent whatsoever. And But the, you need something like an image to remind people this is what uh this is what less boundaries look like this is what more this is what happens when you let them just do what they want and which is a majority which i think is a good thing because you know i yeah. haven't read a, a whole lot of image books recently but whenever i do i just they're, they're usually i mean be honest they're more they seem like they have more i mean to me wrong batman and dc and i still really like marvel i let i love all that and I probably look more forward to a Batman book than most in the most image books. However, when I do read an image book, I feel like this is someone's heart and soul being poured into this and what they really this is the story they really want to tell as opposed to I got a fun idea for Marvel or I got a fun idea for DC or whatever, you know. Um Yeah. And then it gets I, filtered through a, ha- a handful of other, you know, hands and minds and so on. You know, or it took some time for someone like, you know, and after a while, someone like, you know, a Greg Capullo or uh, Scott Snyder, you know, those are always the go-tos we go to. But um, it, it took them time probably to build up and be like, hey, man, this is what I'm doing. Batman's riding a fucking T-Rex and he's stopping the apocalypse. Like, oh, OK, you know, but, you know, that probably didn't happen right away. So, yeah. you know, now he's at that point, he can do whatever he wants. But there is also a lot of that early stages where you got to prove yourself, which I understand. But then at the exact same time, there's also those people that, I mean, what was the example I was going to make? Oh, yeah, Image. Like, Image, image needed to happen because you had all these people that these that these companies the Marvel and DC were pushing, saying, we got him, we got him. Like, can we get more? Fuck you. Well, this is some stupid kid bullshit. Fuck you. You want to get paid more? Get the fuck out of here. We're, no, you're doing what we say. Like, okay, we'll make our own comedy. Wait, what, what? You know, Dang. so then some shakeups happened. And you, yeah. need, you, you need that shit so often. Every so often, these big-ass companies need to be put in their place. Like, what were you saying, bitch? Yeah, exactly. Well, that, and that almost feels like that son that... If, if all those manga artists are kind of having that issue, that's almost what they need to do is they need to come together for some kind of united artist thing, you know, and um, just start up their own kind of company where they can do whatever they want and don't have to worry about being in the next Shonen Jump or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I think that the whole there, – there is there is multiple books like that. There's, you know, weekly or monthly books, but um, I know Shonen and whatnot and Shonen and uh, – there's some other ones I'm trying to blink on. Those are the big ones, though, you know? So it's yeah, just kind exactly. of a matter of, like, um, yeah. Yeah, I know there, there is always that kind of stuff like that there, too, and um, just kind of what to do with all that stuff. But I think that's almost what they can kind of do is to get more of that stuff out there. I mean, that's the thing is if you don't like what you, you know, where you're at, just do it yourself. Like, that's almost short and simple of it, you know? If they banded together, that's the thing is people follow the artists. They follow the writers. Sometimes it's, I don't know, I can't speak for um, Shonen Jump or the anime industry or manga industry, but that's sometimes the shit you read about, like, cause, you know, I remember seeing, like, ads for, like, Disney School or Disney University. I'm like, you know what? I mean, yeah, we may scoff at it, but, you know, Disney's got some <laughs> good artists, and I, fuck it, I like their art style, and yeah, I like Disney movies generally. And then you kind of, like, hear people talk about it, like, so here's the thing, um... 
if you sign up for this thing and you become actually a member and you start going through the thing, first off, it's 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 expensive as fuck. Secondly, yeah. they own any creative property or thing you made a like two like a year or two years previous before you joined, and a year and they get a cut of something a year or two after you leave. I'm like. Fuck that! No, fuck that! I mean, I'm, yeah. I know whatever I make is never going to make as much as Frozen. Whatever, whatever thing I create is never going to make as much as Frozen. But get fucked! No way! No. Yeah, that was one of those ones. Like, I feel like that's like that thing where, like, when they just start legally trying to buy out things. Like, I don't know. Sometimes this is that kind of thing where, like, I like I have a hard time when like other people that have nothing to do with an idea want to own something, you know? It's almost like, I always feel too, like when it comes down to like creative stuff, I feel like when the original creator dies, I don't think anybody else should be able to own it. I think that's kind of almost stupid. It's like, no, no, no. The person who made it died. Nobody else should be able to take this thing and just make money off of it like it's, you know, just some form of a stock or something like that. Like, I just don't think that's kind of how it is. I mean, it's a little bit different. I guess it's like DCE because now it's more of like an organization thing. But I'm thinking more things that are like a straight solo venture and then someone else just sort of buys it once they die. And then it's like now they can kind of just make the money off of it. I always think that's kind of weird. Like even with like music, I think music should be one of those ones. Like, the artist died. He's gone. Public domain music now. Sorry. You guys can't sit there and like take it and just make money off of it. Have you heard about that dicey shit? I mean it's all – some of it's actually happening but some of it's more rumored. Um have you heard about the dicey shit that David Zasloff might be planning for Warner Brothers Discovery and all that? No, I have no idea. I didn't hear anything about that. Well, you know that uh, Warner Brothers has been going around and axing a bunch of projects that were ranging from done to almost done, like the Batgirl movie and uh-huh. a bunch of other animated things. Well, they started axing all these things, things that they fully, completely had the rights to, to avoid having to pay residuals to um, artists that were part of their contract. Like, they weren't... they. They agreed that, oh, you get paid like this much on top, but then residuals, since this is made for a streaming platform that mm-hmm. the, it's going to keep the thing going, you guys will get just a tiny little fraction of that. And then when Zaslav bought it, he started axing all these things. And apparently one of the reasons is so they don't have to pay residuals to the artist. So not only is it saying fuck you to the consumer, you can't yeah. watch these things even though we have the rights to them, but fuck the uh, artists who worked on it too. And then on top of that... This is the rumor part. Uh, People think he is trying to go through and just trim everything down that Warner Brothers owns and their their umbrella to sell Warner Brothers off to Universal. That's more of a rumor. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, like the way this piece of shit is doing things, I I can totally see that. Which Universal's Comcast, so that's what it's really going to. Yeah. Yeah, it's those are always those ones. Like, because the first one that kind of first happened, I was almost wondering if that's a ploy. Because people do weird shit nowadays, where like they'll make it seem like, oh, it's not coming out, not coming out, it's just to get like that free publicity, and then they'll bring it out like, you know, you know, under the rug. She, I mean, the upside is somebody's bound to release any of that stuff, you know, even if they just kind of leak it out or something like that. You know, at some point that will be there, you know, no matter what, because it seems like nothing can be locked up forever. But yeah, it eventually. is one of those ones where it's just still at the same time. It's like it's, it's funny what people will go through through these like legal loopholes just to like cut losses or whatever they need to do. Yeah. Now, granted, maybe whoever was in charge of Warner Brothers in the first place shouldn't have been making bad legal decisions or bad financial decisions or whatever. But the idea of like 
Yeah, I know the people that already paid the least in this industry. Fuck them. <laughs> like, you know, they're already poor as fuck. They already don't make a lot of money. So it's going to be like they're at square one. What's the big deal? Yeah, fuck them. You know, that idea. And then the idea that he's doing it just to maybe trim it up and like almost flip it. I mean, that, that's what they're saying. Who knows if that part's true. But so we can flip it and then sell it like, you know, like to Universal. And part of me is like... I don't really want that to happen, but who knows? Maybe one of maybe DC Comics will be treated better at Universal. Who knows? Yeah, you never know, and then it could be part of Universal Studios. You never maybe. know. I, I, sometimes I just don't like the idea of like the the monopoly system that everything's kind of going to. I, I think things work out better when there's more, when there's more choices. You know, I mean, the short and simple I can always say is it's like you know back in the '90s when like there was video shops and everything like that, and like in an entire county, you had like you know, 10 to 15 different places you could go to. So if you didn't like one, that's okay. You had many other choices to go to. Or if one didn't carry something you wanted, you have that. The downfall is, is when it gets to the point when there's just, you see that you got one or the other, and it's almost like becomes even like a Target Walmart thing. You're like, what's the, what's the difference between the two? Let's be honest. There's, there's not really a difference between Target and Walmart. They're kind of just like the other side. One's, one's a blue company and one's a red company, in a sense, color scheme-wise. And that, that, that's about it. They pretty much sell the exact same things and so on. And that's what always kind of scares me there is that, like, it starts taking away the uniqueness or diff- different way to set things up. They just kind of carbon copy each other, and they go back and forth, and they get kind of stagnated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, or, I'm, I'm wondering if it's – I mean, it's all kind of like – of course, Disney's the big one. That's just eventually gonna, the weird thing is because Disney back in the, I think the seventies or even the sixties, they were a smaller company that was owned by a bigger company, and then they got free of that company, and then they made the theme parks. Like Walt, we just got out of being owned by somebody. Now you want to make a fucking theme park? Like, yeah, I want to make a fucking theme park. Yeah. Like. What the fuck? You know, that was this thing that could sink him. And he did it as soon as they, they were done, like, being owned by this other company. And then, at least that's how I remember. I might be getting some of the details a little mixed up, but I think it's something to that effect. And then um, at the end of the day, and then at the end of the day, they ended up, like, just, oh, buy this. We'll buy that. And just built up, and now they, like, own nearly everything. Yeah. Well, it's weird because it's like, you know, whenever I kind of go through, I guess, some of those, like, books, generally, I guess you could say they're, they got kind of, like, the business aspect of it, but I do feel that, like, it's that sort of thing that um, the company, once the company, like, sells out to, like, a bigger company or something like that, that's where all the problems happen. Like, that, that's almost like the, like, in just about any book, like, the, they, they lose their integrity the second that they kind of do that. Like, it's a great company when it's small and it's all run under, the, you know, like the, the, the initial banner, you know, and the, the, the staff are all on the same page and they're all having a good time and it's just like a party and all that kind of stuff. The second that they sell out and it changes up, it's like, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be Atari. It could be, you know... Sierra Online, it could be even like the in like the Ed book and so on like that too, or even the Diablo one too. It's like even once they kind of went towards like when they got when they converged into Blizzard and so on like that, because before like Diablo was its own like section, and then they kind of were like partially owned by Blizzard, but they still were like their own thing. And then after Diablo two, Blizzard just absorbed the whole thing, and it kind of makes sense because it's not saying that Diablo three is not fun, but like Diablo three looks like it's more related to Warcraft than it is you know, almost Diablo. But, like, there's that thing, it's like, when the companies, if you could somehow, some way, keep that ride of just be, like, the initial members, 
you know, and sticking like it's it's on your own money and everything like that, and not trying. I think the downfall is people they, they want size and they want power. They, they they get to that part. They get to like Alexander, where they just want to conquer the entire world and so on like that. But sometimes it's like I think a lot of people forget. Like there's something to be said about like no no no, find your sort of niche, milk that niche. You know what I mean? And really own that section and don't and only get the amount of money that you need. You know what I mean? Don't worry about continuously growing. Like I think there's that, there's always that saying where they say if you're not growing you're dying. It's like, well, that's a dumb saying almost because that's that means you're focusing on not like the actual business you're supposed to be doing, but now you're just focusing on just getting bigger and bigger in an unnecessary way and then you'll spread yourself too thin. Yeah, I mean that seems to be like the thing about like every like I mean nearly every company that started off kind of modest or seemed like they had a good thing going eventually the bigger they get the more it just loses that so i mean i know that's of course it's like this is anti-capitalist talk and yeah kind of but at the same time it's <laughs> as i said like, I, I, don't know, I, I like the communist system when it comes to business i feel like whenever it has like that communist feel where everybody's in it for the they're, they're in it for the whole you know it, it, it doesn't matter we're all in it together you know or, or it's like here here's a better one people are always scared of communists if it's a Three Musketeers style, though it's called the Three Musketeers, so there's four of them. I always think that's <laughs> that's my favorite part about that. Well, I guess it's just like the Three Musketeers and their 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 friend who's just seeing how it goes. Like I don't know if I want to be a musketeer just yet. <laughs> Let's see how it pans out. Then one of them dies. He's like, dude, you're part of the team. Come on, just yeah. slide right in. You know, so so there's that, but it it is that sort of thing that like. I don't know. It's like there's there's other kind of like ways you can sort of look at it. As I said, it's 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 like the video store thing, but it's almost like 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 anything. Even if you just kind of go back in time when when things are in like the wild west years, when everybody's kind of got like choices. Like it's like the internet. Like remember like shopping on the internet in the late '90s and early 2000s when there's like so many different places you can choose from. You know, and it's kind of weird as time goes on. The internet feels like it's gotten smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Granted, it's probably technically bigger, but like it doesn't have that like things weren't as equal to be able to find all this other stuff. It now is like forces you into like you know a handful of different areas. A lot of Jurassic Park fences everywhere. I feel like in the internet now. Yeah, exactly. Once it gets regulated and controlled, and they they take out that 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 feeling of being like on a pirate ship and doing whatever you want, and no one can stop you. And I think, granted, that's how life always has been. That's why people always seek for some kind of like new frontier where they know that they can live in a more free era and do what they want and not be forced upon by like the others and whatnot. It was kind of funny. I was watching that um, that uh, show, uh, Pam and Tommy. On Disney Plus, it's on Disney Plus over here. It's it's it, they is it really? Hulu and Disney I, Plus are just thrown together. It's basically, it, it's just funny because you're seeing like you're seeing like it open up with like Tommy Lee fuck Pamela Anderson. It's just like the Disney Plus watermark in the corner, you know. But um, it, it's one of those things where I was watching that show and it was kind of funny because it is speaking on like. I, it doesn't make Tommy Lee look good at all, but it, it was a good show. I liked it. And at the same time, um, it was one of those things where watching this at some point, because, you know, like Seth Rogen's character, he picks up on like the web. He has an idea about it already. And he's just like when pa- when Pamela and Tommy realize the video is out there, like the web, what the fuck's the web? You're like, that's this thing. We don't have the web. What do you mean the web? Like, all right, we have to do that. Like Nikki Six is on the phone with Tommy Lee. So you type www dot do i write dot no just a dot you know like shift dot you know <laughs> so it just, just it's idea. like that scene of jay and silent bob strike back 
it was kind of like that. Yeah. So it was one of these things where, and they really, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing it's pretty accurate. I'm guessing because he, he is like such an unlikable prick in this thing. Like, I can kind of see it in all honesty. But Who's the Seth Rogen character? Oh, no. Uh, Tommy Lee. He does something shitty. It's, it's weird because Tommy Lee is a very unlikable prick in this show. And you, he's not really all that likable, really, at see, all. See, because I, I only know that story from the Tommy Lee side of it. Because I don't like – because in his book or whatever, you know, it, it, it's one of those ones. So you, And those are always those many ones you just never know, really. It's like if you're not there, it's kind of hard to take anybody's side. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, it says about Seth Rogen is he is kind of a fuck-up, but he, he feels, his character feels really bad about it. He was like a, you, you probably know, he, he was a carpenter who kept on getting, like, um, jerked around by Tommy Lee. Like, Tommy Lee would say, okay, I want you to move the bed over here. Like, he just, on, like, on a whim. Like, um, that's going to take a whole other day. It's going to be an extra, like, 4000 bucks. He's like... I sold how many albums? You think I? You think money's an option? Like okay, and he kept on doing whatever he said on like a whim, and then he says like, "Hey man, so you've been doing this and it's been holding back. Can we get, can we get you know like paid for some of the work we have? We haven't got done yet." And he refused to pay him, and he put a gun at him, like said, "I'm going to keep you all your tools and shit." So I don't know how accurate it is, yeah. but this right here, I'm like, I can kind of see that given other shit I've seen. But at the same time, regardless of that, it was just kind of interesting. Go back to the main point is this thing that we all know part of our lives every day. And then just seeing like, you know, like these, these like, you know, mythologized celebrities being kind of like, how the fuck does this work? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That makes total sense though. At the same time, I just I was like, he has to call up Nikki Six to do it. You know, yeah, because when that show kind of came out, I was like, you know, I, I like Motley Crue too much. I'm kind of afraid what someone's going to do with like one of these things. So I was like, yeah, yeah they don't make it, them look, they don't make them look that good. But it's, it was pretty entertaining. I mean, I'm not going to say. I, I think that's like 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 anything. Once people get too much money, they they start to become too much divas, and they get all kinds of issues. It's 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 the same thing with Stallone. As much as I like Stallone, but it sounds like Stallone was one of the worst people to work with in like the late '80s, early '90s. You know, yeah. she still has good he, movies, but I think it's one. I think he's calmed down since then. I think he kind of got back there. But there is that point when too much power and too much money get to you. You know, same thing with Tommy Lee. I mean, shit, Tommy Lee even gets kicked out of Motley Crue, so that goes to show what you know that not everybody's even getting around with him too. Well, there's one this album, funny scene when there there's the album. Well, what's the album like? Generation Swine. Is that the album with all the the pig heads on it? Yeah, well, he's on that one. It's the it's the album. It's the new tattoo one. Tommy Lee's not. They have a uh, Ozzy Osbourne's drummer instead. Okay. Well, they um that that they're at the Tower Records in L.A. promoting that album, doing a free concert, and then like the funny because you know they're they're not doing as good as they used to, and they're like you know they have like a bunch of fans from the '80s and they're cheering, and then as they show like them singing like one of the songs from that album, like a bunch of like grungy, pissed off like <laughs> like grunge kid, like they're all wearing like Smashing Pumpkins, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam shirt, like like they they all planned on just wearing like okay guys, we're all gonna. <laughs> go and wear a grunge shirt there like yeah there's nirvana it was all of them nirvana like, each yeah. of them had like a band like in like nickelback you know, the, the, not no nickelback <laughs> one, kid, one kid's like hey man they're, they're gonna take off i really think so i think canadian rock's gonna be the new thing just you wait and see man you you'll see what it's all about and then like uh you know you see tommy lee playing like and then he looks over and these kids are <laughs> <laughs> hey, who's this old guy 
And then you, the, you know, he's all feeling all self-conscious as he's playing the drums, you know. So it's like it's just, it was like so like cartoon. It's just like we need the most nineties. They weren't even kind of like good-looking kids. Like they like they, they didn't look like Kurt Cobain or Eddie Vedder. They made them look like dopey kids, just like rolled <laughs> off someone's couch, you know. So yeah, exactly. Like one of those ones. It's always just kind of funny. It was, I think that like. It sounds weird, but there was that time period for the longest time that, like, all it took was, like, 10 years, and all of a sudden, you were just now the old guy. Where I feel like music's, like, it's kind of unlike that nowadays. Like, no one looks at Mick Jagger and goes, oh, that's just an old guy. They're like, dude, it's Mick Jagger. It's a fucking god. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't matter what age you sort of are. And I think that goes with, like, a lot of other bands. But I think, like, for the longest time, it was like, you were a band from the 70s, and the 80s came around. Now you were a dinosaur. You know, and same thing from the, you were a band from the 80s. Now it's the 90s. Guess what? Nobody likes you anymore. Yeah. Well, I, I got to leave pretty soon. But on, on that note, yeah, there is that kind of thing about like, I think it's just a new generation thing. I think we're at that point where a bunch of bands we liked for a minute, like seem like they're kind of being aged up, but then they kind of altered or changed or just had new projects or some just did just go away by the wayside, but some did yeah. like, make things keep on happening one form or another. And but I think you, if you're like, you know, I think it's more of like a people in their or like you know, teens to early twenties. Like, look at these old guys. Oh my god, I wasn't here before this, so therefore it must be old. Since I don't fucking know what it is, and that's not a Gen Z thing. I think that's just a young person thing. I, 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 now that, that, we're at that point. We're just like, yeah, yeah. We're at that point where we're just like, like, you shut the fuck up, you know. So yeah, but yeah, exactly. But anyway, I actually got I got to get going here. But yeah, okay. we'll try and do another episode soon. Maybe we drew like a focused topic or something. But yeah, I was glad just. Airing out all the, you know, like, all the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, COVID insanity thoughts, you know? Yeah, just get a little talk going, get a podcast rolling, everything like that. Beyond all that good, fun stuff, you can always go to oldmanoids.com where you find more podcasts, comic books like Pizza Boys, all our old animations and videos, and check up on that stuff. Till then, I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. And we'll see you some other time. Later, folks.